You are listening to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Raper. On this podcast, I will share stories and invite conversations that will help you grow and support sustainability within your yoga practice, your pathway of service as a yoga teacher, and beyond. So I want to explore this, this topic of conversation today about diving deep. I often use um, this kind of phrasing when I'm promoting my yoga teacher trainings of this invitation for people to take a deep dive study with me into uh, the practice of yoga. And I got to thinking like, you know, what does it really mean to dive deep? And and we often uh, think about this and I've seen some images and pictures of, you know, an iceberg and that what we see on the exterior, that which is rising above the surface or that which is on the surface um, is just this small piece of what is found in the depths below and that yoga and the practice invites us uh, to dive deeper below the surface of just what is as visible or seen to us. And so I think about that when I think about the yoga postures. And the yoga postures are awesome, amazing vehicles. And I've shared that in other episodes of discussing what they really mean and how the implementation, the practice of them and the experience we have while in our yoga poses, they um, are really these vehicles for us to go deep and to use them that way. But I often am perplexed too. Uh, as a teacher, I want to really uh, invite people to tap into something below the surface of just what they see as the yoga pose, that there's so much depth. Um, I think this word depth can also uh, maybe elicit some fear if we think about the deep or <laughs> going deep. Um, but it's really this, this depth of an experience or understanding of knowledge and study is extensive, um, is detailed. And I think that really goes along with this understanding of the study of yoga in this system and this, this practice that is available to us to go below the surface. And below the surface is where we find the insight and um, that which is the transformational qualities that we also hear of this experience described. And I'm always seeking and trying to understand ways to lead people um, towards creating that experience for themselves as a teacher. And so that's kind of my live into and my continual pursuit is for me to understand the practice more in depth for myself. And from my experience of the teachings and the practice, I then seek ways that I can best lead others into that same experience for themselves. So for talking about depth, and uh, I think we need to talk about sometimes to know what something is, we've got to know what it's not. And so when we think about going deep or diving deep, we want to also uh, consider a, a little conversation around what the shallow <laughs> end uh, means. And to me, thinking about staying in the shallow end, whether it's at the beach or in a pool, it's a comfortable place for the most part. Um, and depending on where you are and what beach, it can be a space right in the shallow end, right there at the shore, if we think about it. 
It's the place where usually most beaches <laughs> or some you can see, right? You can see to the bottom, right? You see the bottom or you can see your feet as if you're standing in the water. But if we talk about going out a little farther, some of that visibility starts to become less seen and um, we have to kind of trust more as we move from the shallow end. So to me, when I think about depth and this ability I'm going to have to dive deeper, which is what the yoga practice calls upon us, is to, to dive deep below the surface of that which is seen to tap into um, this space within us, you know, and the yoga sutras that we are taught that, that deep within us is a well of stillness. So it's going to require me to go below the surface in order to tap into that place. And so thinking about the shallow end, the shallow end is our comfort zone. I mean, that's where we're comfortable. Like I said, that's where we see our feet. We see the bottom <laughs> of, of whatever it is, the pool, uh, the beach, uh, the, the ocean. We see the bottom. And so kind of a little interesting and funny story of thinking about the shallow end of where we feel comfortable uh, is probably where we feel safe. But if we think about it, this is where the, the power of the waves are crashing in onto the shore. So there's a lot of turbulence and a lot of movement going on there. Um, and it's out, you know, in the depths of the sea where there's probably this ability more to for a stealing action to take place. But little story I thought I would share um, takes me back to Hawaii. And um, you talk about a beautiful beach. And, and it's a place where my husband and I have been able to visit um, on our honeymoon. And we have been back for an anniversary trip. And it's definitely one of those places when I think about travel. And I love to travel. But I'm appreciative for all the places I've been able to travel to, but some of them are not places that I'm really interested in going back. But Hawaii, now that would be a place <laughs> that I would be readily uh, jump on a plane and head to Hawaii at any time. But I'm thinking back and when I was thinking about this conversation of depth um, in the shallow end, I vividly see myself on the beach in Hawaii. And what was interesting is my husband and kind of, uh, we were walking around on the beach and we were exploring the beauty, right, of this space we were in. And we, so we were walking along in the shallow end and this was a place, you know, obviously I felt um, connected, my feet I could see and I could see very clearly to the bottom. And I wasn't too far out and it happened over and over and it kind of became comical, not to me, but to my husband. And then I kept being pulled in one direction and I finally, you know, you know, the, the drill of how you deal with an undercurrent. And I started to move and kind of detoured my path of thinking I had to go forward, back and forward. Uh, and I was getting exhausted really with it. So I changed my direction. I kind of detoured and started going and kind of walking with it. And I was you know, still somewhat in the shallow end, but I was I was coming out into the more deeper parts at that point. And so I found a path and that detour that I could walk. And eventually I, I found my way back onto the shore. But by this time, this big um, kind of boat, um, not huge, but this boat full of passengers, they're pulling up onto the shore and they kind of notice that I look a little interesting. Like I'm, I'm being challenged with my ability to walk because by this time, the waves were actually knocking me down, right? So I would get knocked down <laughs> into that shallow end. I'd get back up, I'd reset myself and try to go forward. And that, that you know, pursued for a while. 
So it was kind of comical and interesting of thinking what these people thought that this poor woman here on the beach was trying to do. Now, eventually I made my way out <laughs> and by changing that course in that direction, I detoured, right? And I detoured to get myself back onto the shore. So it's just funny when I think about, you know, this concept of going deep. I didn't get myself out far enough um, because as you go out deeper, you need to have an anchor, right? So you have to go, there's no need for an anchor really in the shallow end, right? You don't see people really uh, dropping their anchor there um, in the shallow end. There, there's when you get out into the depths of the ocean where you really want to go down deeper is where you drop your anchor and, um, and you kind of stay in that depth. So I think about, you know, the yoga practice and how do we dive deep into the practice without first, you know, we need to establish an anchor. And um, in order to get deep and stay in the depths, we need that anchor to secure us. And so I love that the practice of, of silence and meditation, these wonderful anchors that we can um, cultivate in our practice that are there to help us anchor into the depths. So the deep can be scary, right? When I invite people to dive deep, there could be a hesitation into, you know, diving deep below the surface. You're probably, there's unknown territory there. You're not quite sure what's there or what you might be fearful that you do know what's there and what's going to surface uh, by exploring and going deep. And so this ability of silence and meditation, we can use as anchors to help us secure ourselves and dedicate to to putting down the anchor into the depths of so that we might gain that insight you know to go deep to to develop this extensive and detailed study you know of knowledge and not just for knowledge's sake i'm i'm a huge advocate in in creating and understanding knowledge in a way that is applied so that then that knowledge turns into action and application and, and it becomes wisdom. It's not just excessive piling on of something else. You know, you're applying it. So it really becomes relevant and becomes this wisdom within your life. And so in my teacher trainings, I also use this, this powerful little book that we use to explore the seven spiritual laws of success by Deepak Chopra. And it's very tiny, but um could seem quite simple, but in the simplicity, there's such a depth um, to be found in the information that's within that little text. And so within that, that silence and meditation, uh, Deepak, you know, expands on that and talks about, you know, and in the, the scriptures of the Bible, there's be still and know. And there's this ability that in the stillness, we can become and begin, right? And we become the, into this space of knowing, Right, knowing um, who we've been all along, uh, knowing uh, who we are in relationship to others or to uh, this bigger working, uh, depending on your viewpoint of, of that. And and for me, and this this uh, concept, and not concept, but reality of God, of being still and knowing, and knowing the pure awareness and the infiniteness of what um, God is organizing around me and His power. And so Deepak expands on this concept as well as one of the spiritual laws of success and, and that we can use the anchor of silence in meditation. But think about the depths again. The depths can be 
fearful, right? Because within the depths, when we drop the anchor, we may find that silent space because it's there and available to us. And we're probably not a people that are good at knowing what to do with silence. Uh, If we are truthful, we have lived most of our lives in that shallow end or in that space where the waves are crashing onto the shore constantly. And there's the constant undercurrent and the constant uh, force of being moved and shifted, right, with a power, something outside of ourselves that we haven't tapped into, that we haven't anchored into. And so that's where the the becoming and the depths, right, that, that going out into the deep and dropping an anchor, right, to secure you in the depths, right, silence and meditation are going to be wonderful anchors for you to do that. And so it's, it requires us not dropping the anchor more, you know, just once, uh, an exploration, but this continual commitment to that. Think about the mind and think about the waves crashing onto the shore. And the mind is, is this trickiness of turbulence as well. And I love how the imagery of when understanding the text and the ancient text of yoga, uh, there's a lot of water involved and there's the stealing aspect, that that's the practice, the stealing of the mind, because the mind is creating suffering through the turbulence of the thoughts and the distractions and those waves that are crashing us like I I was in Hawaii, crashing me, you know, forward and back, tossing me, really, that's what my experience was. And that's what we can kind of translate um, over into the understanding of the mind. And so the mind needs an anchor but an anchor is only useful in the deep, right? So we got to go out deeper, drop the anchor, use right these tools of silence and meditation to be still, right? So that we might know, so that my, we might experience that pureness of awareness and, and the infiniteness of the organizational power around us. The mind in this turbulent space We need to understand that the calmness is going to come out when we go deep. And so the depths we've already talked about, we anchor with something, we drop something down to anchor us because we can't see the bottom, right? We we can't root our feet into the, the bottom of the ocean like we can in the shallow end. So this anchor, we've got to drop our anchor and let stillness and quiet meditation anchor us into a space Now, what happens once we're anchored into the space? Well, it's just a place of noticing. It's it's not for you. And I think that's the fearful piece. It's that people may be scared to go deep because they're not sure what they do once they go into the depths. (laughs) You know, what happens there? Um, And I think what we find is we get caught off guard of the silence and the meditation is really this stilling place, this place for the mind and the turbulence to still so that we might see more clearly. And actually in the depths, when everything stills, we can see and understand the depths that are available to us by dropping that anchor into the deep. So if you're not anchored, you probably are not going to be able to notice, right? You're going to be in distraction, right? We can think about what are the turbulence of the mind. We can think about the distractions that come. And so as we stay in that shallow end, which is comfort, 
It's also turbulence in that shallow end if we think about um, the waves crashing into the shore and use that as our example. And so the turbulence, the distractions, the stirring, and as the sand stirs, the water no longer becomes clear, right? It becomes turbulent. It becomes unclear to even see through the water. But if we steal the mind, if we go into the depths, we drop the anchor, we, we choose silence in this meditative space of just being still so that we might know and see more clearly. The water settles, the water calms, and it becomes more um, reflective. Think about that. You know, out in the depths, um, the water becomes more reflective of what is there. And that becoming aspect of what we've always been and that remembering aspect is, is more attainable. But we had to go to the deep in order to see that. You know, in the shallow end and the turbulence and the crashing of the waves on the shore, the water's unclear. Um, as clear as it could be and as beautiful as it is in Hawaii, there's still the turbulence of the waves crashing in that causes the cloudiness of the sand stirring around. So we want to invite the mind just like that to go deep and to let the sand settle and let the water become clear. You have to go out deep enough, drop your anchor, and we're using that today in the conversation of thinking about the anchor of silence and meditation to be able to notice what's going on. Where is that potential, that that pure potential and awareness? Um, silence in your mind that it's not judging that you might access uh, the inner stillness. Noticing does not mean judging. Noticing just as what is there, and um, like I said, deep within us is a well of stillness, but deep, right? Not shallow within us is a well of stillness, deep within us. And so it's the depths and the practice and, and the, the answer to the why, right? Why would we even want to go deep, right? It seems fearful. It's scary. I don't know what's there. You know, it's because when we drop the anchor in the depths, we explore the silence and the meditation. We notice that there is a calming, (laughs) there is an overwhelming calming effect that we find internally that allows us to then let all the movement around us and the stirring around us to, to not create turbulence within us in our interior. It allows us to settle. It allows us to be still and it allows us to tap into a knowing Thinking about my story about Hawaii, I mentioned, and I hope you picked up on a key piece, is that I allowed the waves to crash me forward and back to knock me down. (laughs) I'd stand back up, I'd get knocked back down, and I was kept trying to go in the same direction that I was uh, always trying to go in. And then all of a sudden, it dawned on me, and through the help, and I, you know, I believe my husband was helping me at that time. I changed course. I, I had a detour. Right. So I took the detour, um, but we want to be mindful that the detours that we take in life don't derail us, <laughs> don't, you know, that, that they are beneficial. And so I had to choose to detour my way around how I was going to get back to where I was headed. But I want to talk a little bit about think, taking detours um, in life that might be detouring you from going to the depths. Right. So maybe you're just still in the shallow end because at the end of the day in Hawaii, I was still in the shallow end. I did detour my way around um, and I got back onto the shore. But if we're not careful in our ability of just kind of trying to stay surface, 
then we'll let the detours of distraction and, and these types of things derail us from our ability to really tap into this space within us that, that kind of grounds us, it anchors us so that we might see what's there and what's present and, and really this, this experience of stillness that is available to all of us and this calming of the mind and this settling be mindful of watching that your detours um, that are trying to, to take you from going deep um, into your practice or the study of yoga, that you're not derailed and that it didn't just, the detour didn't just keep you in the shallow end. So in the noticing, once we're in the stillness and the meditation, um, that element of no judgment, and we want to be mindful um, that we're not judging what we're, we're experiencing, but we want to bypass as much as we can that, that turbulence of that inner dialogue. Um, turbulence disrupts. Just remember that. Turbulence can um, derail your ability to, to be able to allow the, the flow of energy through yourself, right? And your, your interior being. We hear that a lot, energy um, harmony. And, and as we're in practice in the asana practice, this, this flow we're seeking, and we hear that of the flow, right? And we want to be mindful that these turbulence don't derail us um, from the flow of energy. And so that stealing and that, that meditation and that silence is great preparatory work for us to understand these turbulences of the mind. And so if we're never getting still, if we're never uh, charting out to go deeper into the study of meditation, which meditation isn't you trying to force your mind to be quiet, uh, it's you just noticing what's there, right? So I think a lot of times we think, if I go deep into this and I go into the depths of the meditation and stillness and silence, I got to force something to happen. No, you're going to drop the anchor and just be in a space of noticing. And in the space of noticing, you're going to invite with this consciousness of, you know, breath and your posture that you're taking of this ability for you to still, right, the turbulence of the mind and the disruption. And, and you want to consider that you're a, a vessel and you want to make sure that all that you're doing is keeping a steady flow moving through you. You don't want to be restricted and you don't want to get cut off from the natural flow uh, of that found within you, that harmony that's to be found in this beautiful practice of yoga that gives us all these tools and opportunities to practice and experience this. Another way you can do this is it can get out in nature and the vastness of all this around us um, kind of can pull us out from this isolation experience of life into more of this great expectation and wonder from all this around us. And it's coming back to that, that infinite organizing power um, and all that God has created around you. And, and if we observe this wonderful masterpiece around us and this harmonious interaction of life, right, we can receive the power of creative um, thought and abundance um, as we immerse ourselves within it in this wonderful masterpiece of creation. And think about then that imagery again of the, the depths of the ocean 
and and that down on the ocean floor, you know, this this beautiful, still, serene space, and the power of that, right? That is within us as well, and this this powerful movement of force and life uh, flows through us, and so. Uh, you know, silence and meditation are great opportunities to drop anchors and get a little deeper. And another way to get deeper is you can just immerse yourself out um, in the beautiful masterpiece of nature. So I love to take walks. Um, even if I'm just walking through my neighborhood, I have removed myself from a place that sometimes I can isolate into. And we can certainly relate to this as we've all moved through this kind of isolation period we've felt um, through the pandemic situation. And it's really been another teacher for us, you know, of how we're responding to life is this, this global pandemic situation. And so it was beautiful. What I witnessed early on is here in my neighborhood. It's like, I feel like it got a lot more people out. <laughs> people were trying to get out of the house. People were trying to get out from feeling isolated out into the vastness of being out and walking around the neighborhood. And I encountered people that I feel like I didn't even know I lived around. And so I had a fresh perspective um, by my ability to choose to, to remove myself from where I might have felt isolated or, or desolate. And so think about that and the depth of your practice and your understanding of the yoga practice. And and so let's talk a little bit about intention and attention. And we hear that a lot too in the yoga practice of, you know, setting intention. Um, but I'm going to talk more about, you know, like become <laughs> intentional and as to where you're placing your attention and where does your attention go throughout the day. And so you can explore and practice this in your, your time in silence and meditation of noticing. Once again, not to judge it, but where's your attention going when you, you dedicate with intention, right, to go deep, right? It's going to require some work, right? For me to, to venture out of the shallow end, it requires I'm going to have to kind of go out and I'm going to have to put some effort in getting there. So I think about it like I have to set some intentional time to practice and to explore silence and meditation, to practice asana. You know, for some, that's the challenge. That's the going deep. And if we're not careful, our experience, right, and what we get used to will become our comfort zone. It'll become that shallow in again. So we need to challenge ourselves to move out from the shore, uh, to put some effort into um, developing if we're not, you know, used to practicing meditation or silence. Uh, to really carve out some time of that which is attainable, right? That which we can commit to, we can do, you know, what's possible with consistency and um, just go out and explore, drop the anchor and notice. And so intention and attention become very important here as we move through our days as to understand our, our thoughts, our distractions, right? Those turbulences of the mind, again, noticing them and the quality of how present are we? I believe one of the greatest gifts we could give to others is our our full attention and our presence when we are in space with them. And I think it's important as yoga teachers. I think it's important as individuals, as parents, as as just members of society and as just being human, right, to hold and support space together. Uh, I often share this at the end of my classes and, and at times, um, but, you know, the practice, you know, we're doing, it's very personal and the work, you know, is it's a worthy endeavor. It's a spiritual quest that we all can embark on. And it's not just selfishly for ourselves, 
but it, it then translates out. So as we we practice, whether we're on our yoga mat, practicing asana, or seated in meditation, our time and that contemplation and turning inward and being willing to go into the depths, willing to drop the anchor, we see that we can then go out into our lives. And, and as we go, we can create relevance of our practice as we share um, the practice and become anchors for others in our life. And, and we can help support them and their ability to, to move out of the shallow end, uh, to, to explore out into the depths and certainly to tap into that, that being and that becoming who we all have been designed to be and uh, to remember what's always been there. And that's really the yoga practice is a great gift of remembering. And so I invite you to, to go out into the deep, uh, to take your anchor with you, um, to, to cultivate and take those tools with you out to drop that anchor and be in the anchoring of that experience. So take a moment to find a comfortable, easy seat. I love to take a, a blanket and kind of slide up underneath my seat so that my pelvis can feel a little more supported and elevated for a nice tilt and support of the spine. And find a comfortable, easy seat and find something that you can anchor into, right? The physicality of your seat. Notice the sensations that arise and start to notice the movement of your breath. Start creating some fullness of your inhalations, some extension of your exhalations. Notice the sensations you might feel in your shoulders. If there's anything unnecessary that feels like resistance or tension. See if you can evoke and, and elevate this attentive quality to relaxing and softening. And we'll just stay here for a few moments in this comfortable, easy seat, tapping into the physicality, tap into anchoring into the experience of being grounded in your physical body so that you might turn inward and go a little deeper into the interior of the inner landscape found within. I invite you to go out from shore into the depths and begin to drop your anchor into this experience. Begin to invite yourself to, to just be where you are. The anchor has been dropped. And invite this stilling and this calm space that's within you already. Invite yourself to remember it, to notice it. Continue to take smooth inhalations, extended exhalations. And start to notice any stirring within the mind, any thoughts that are trying to creep in and deter you or derail you from the experience. And so meditation is not about you forcing anything to happen or forcing the mind to be quiet. It's just bringing attention to the quiet that's already there, to remembering, to noticing. And you allow the anchor, right, to become this experience. Notice the sensations. Notice how you feel, the experience of feeling that you are creating right here with this inhale and this exhale. 
It may be helpful to scan through your body to notice the different areas and regions. And then just keep it simple, keep it steady. Just keep anchoring into the experience you're creating. No forcing, no judgment. Notice this inhale, this extended exhale. The ability to choose, the ability to remember, the ability to tap into silence. The ability to allow the turbulence of the mind or the sand that may have felt stirred to settle. Begin to notice the water of the mind becomes still. And in the stilling, the, the true becoming and reflectiveness of who you are is more readily seen as you breathe in and breathe out. Continue to anchor into the physicality of your seat, the physicality of the sensations you're noticing as you continue to allow the inhale and the exhale to flow freely through the interior landscape of your being. And so it's within the noticing that if we sense a restriction or something that feels like it might be a distraction, that we come back and we're reminded of this experience that anchors us here into presence as we know the inhale and we know we're exhaling. Breathe in and breathe out. And gently begin to draw your palms to meet at your heart. Stay grounded and anchored into this experience of stillness, of knowing. Breathe in with gratitude for this inhale, this exhale. Breathe into the expanded, pure awareness that is cultivated in the experience of stillness. Feel yourself pull from any sense of isolation into the vastness of the infinite organizing power that's available within and around you. Be still and know. Breathe in and breathe out. And gently draw your hands up and your thumbs gently connect to your forehead. Pause a moment in an intentional seat of wisdom, a seat of clarity, a seat where the sand has settled and within the depths of your being and who you are, there's clarity. The water has become clear. And a beautiful reflective quality 
shines from within the depths of who you are and your being and your becoming and the ability from the becoming to expand, to move beyond limitations, to expand beyond, to breathe in and breathe out. Are you enjoying the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast? It's because of listeners like you that I am inspired and encouraged to continue to provide meaningful conversations and stories that will support you along the yoga pathway and beyond. I'm excited to announce that you can now partner with me through listener sponsorship of this podcast. Your monthly sponsorship will support my ability to continue to create and produce new episodes. Becoming a sponsor is quick and easy, and your contribution is greatly appreciated. There's even an option to provide sponsorship for as low as 99 cents a month. Click the link found in my profile on the podcast page, or you can access this through my website under the podcast tab at sandyraper.com. Thank you so much for your support of the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Until we meet again, remember to begin, to become, and to expand beyond.